Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, Netflix finally released the Texas Chainsaw Massacre on February 18th. Today is a week from that day. And, since I've given you all a week to watch it, I'm letting you know right now that this episode is going to be filled with spoilers. I'm just to give you that that chance to back out now, so I'm going to go ahead and pause real quick. And it's going to be an awkward one, kind of like uh, Dora the Explorer or anyone from Blue's Clues when they ask any one of these kids a question to the TV. And uh, I'm, I'm doing that just so you guys can, you know, think about it. If you haven't watched it yet and you don't want to be spoiled, go ahead and turn this off now. When the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre was announced, I was just like everyone else. I threw my arms up in the air. I was like, oh, God, another one. Is is there really another need for this? Haven't we been through enough? Leatherface, the one with the Stephen Dorff, that movie sucked. And then you get Texas Chainsaw 3D, which made uh, made no sense. Now, I'm not going into any of these movies, even this one, even this new one. I'm not going into this thinking I'm going to see some sort of Martin Scorsese masterpiece. Or no Christopher Nolan style movie. No, that's not what I go to see a movie called Texas Chainsaw Massacre for. Sure, I like a little bit of, you know, some some of the story making sense. But at this point, we've gotten so much bad. A little bit of good won't hurt anyone. So, like I said, I was up in arms. I didn't I didn't want to watch it until I saw one name on there. And that was Fede Alvarez. Now, this guy right here remade The Evil Dead, and that movie was awesome. I don't care what anyone says. He took a franchise that made a joke of itself, which were great. I love all the Evil Dead movies. I love Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Everything about it, I'm a huge fan of that franchise. But to watch a different take on it, a very serious take that I've not, I'm not used to watching, blew my mind. So after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch anything this dude puts out. Well, he didn't direct this one. He went and actually got a actual Texan to direct this movie. But with his name attached as a producer, I knew that, okay, I'm giving this more of a chance. I got more hyped up when I saw his name attached to it. And then I started seeing interviews with him where he said he was disappointed, just like I was in the last two movies. And then he knew about the fan response ahead of time he knew that the moment this was going to be announced that everybody was going to be upset and they were going to shit all over him and which they did and which they actually are doing now but does this new movie deserve all the hate or all the praise that's the question that i think everybody is trying to answer right now and it's dividing Not only the horror community, but just the casual viewer as well. Like everybody, you know, is just going, ah, I saw the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ah, it sucks. And I'm like, you don't even like horror movies. And then you get the the horror elitists where everything is just garbage to them. If it's not something to their liking, it is complete garbage. And the Internet has done that. I'm guilty of it as well. You know, the Internet has given everybody such a voice and they can comment and say whatever they want without actually having to deal with the repercussions of having a comment or some sort of situation in, in real life. So 
with all that being said, I'm going to go out and say that when this trailer happened, they dropped that first trailer. I was excited. I saw it and I had no choice but to think, wow, this looks pretty good. Even the bus scene. Now, I feel like the bus scene was misinterpreted completely. You know, if you've seen the trailer and you've seen the movie, you know which part I'm talking about. Leatherface makes his way to some sort of party bus. All these uh, new generation of kids take out their phones and one of them threatens to cancel him if he does anything. And then we know what happens after that. He freaking slaughters everyone. But a lot of people dismiss the movie because of that part in the trailer. Oh, my God, it's cringe. Oh, geez, that part right there. They're, they're catering to the woke. No, they're not. Watch the movie. See that. And the biggest thing that I tell people when, I, when they're like, oh, I haven't watched it. How is it? And I tell them, if you like, actually, I'm sorry, if you dislike going online and reading about somebody being offended by something, reading about somebody preaching to you how much better they are than you because they're vegan, just any type of this generation. If you've ever been called boomer and you weren't even a baby boomer and you hate those people who even use that, that phrase, this movie is for you. Because all of those self-entitled little bastards are in this movie. And people can say, oh, I hate all the characters. Oh, all of them. They're just so whiny. They're just so entitled. Uh, you know, they, they, you, you just see all these, these adult tears cry from everyone's faces online. But I'm going to go back to the first movie and say that uh, let's not all forget about Franklin. I hated Franklin with a passion. He was a crybaby. He was entitled. Yeah, sure, he was in a wheelchair. But we all wanted him to go. That is what this movie is filled with. Nothing but Franklins. Now, I didn't go into this movie thinking that I was going to see some sort of well-written masterpiece. No, you have a, a title like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You want to see a massacre. And that's what the, that's what the producers and the writers explained on quite a bit of interviews. That, yeah, this is a massacre. We're not going to sit here and hide everything away. This isn't Hitchcock. And you really have to... Take yourself out of the original. Now, I know this does follow, you know, right after the, the events of the first movie. But in the 70s, when they made movies, everything was more about atmosphere. It was a slow burn. As time progressed and we got through the 80s and 90s, 2000s, and so on and so forth, everybody's attention spans got shorter and we all wanted that quick fix. So with that being said, this whole movie is a quick fix and it's fun. You shouldn't dismiss it just because, oh, it's not going to be like the first one. Of course, nothing is going to replace the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That movie was iconic for its time, and it still holds up to this, to this day, especially the day and age where everybody loves serial killers. But back to this one, it goes by so fast, you don't realize that this may be the shortest Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that you've ever seen. But to start things off, to start things off, we're already like eight minutes in and I'm about to start things off. 
the story around this one pretty much makes a little bit of sense, I guess. A group of uh, a new generation of kids purchased a small fictional town of Harlow, Texas, and uh, they were going to auction off different properties around this town to a group of investors, which was a bus full of other entitled kids. And they were going to make businesses there and they were basically going to make a safe place for them where everybody, you know, everybody who's offended, this was going to be their safe area. That's it. They were trying to make a fun place where people like them or the new generation of kids can go somewhere and feel included, whatever that means. I think the country guy that was in this movie said it best when he called them a cult. But when you watch the movie, it'll make a little more sense on why he said that. Dante, our main character, meets an old woman in an orphanage and basically forces her out of her home to where she has some sort of panic attack and dies. She is the caretaker of Leatherface. Now, there are a lot of people, and I can say myself to a certain extent, that don't like it when they turn a villain into a hero. But, let's think about that real quick. How many times have you thought about watching uh, maybe Friday the 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Hellraiser? How many times have you like, man, I watched this movie because I love the characters who are going to die because I completely despise Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, uh, Pinhead. You know, no, nobody does that. Everybody goes to the movies to watch these horror icons destroy a whole bunch of idiots. So for them to have turned Leatherface and given you a reason to root for him is nothing different than you actually liking the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre because you liked Leatherface. I'm pretty sure everybody's bought an action figure of his, uh, some sort of t-shirt, but I'm pretty sure nobody's going to go and buy t-shirts of the, the kids that died. Well, maybe some people might, but you get, a, you get the gist of what I'm trying to say here. So for them to turn Leatherface into some sort of sympathetic character, it's not that far off on everybody's way of thinking. After watching, like I said a few times already, the, the interviews with the, the, the director and the producers and the writers, they referenced First Blood. That's right, the Rambo movie. The first Rambo movie, they referenced that movie with this because Rambo was neither a good or a bad guy, but he was pushed too far to do what he had to do. So when Leatherface's caretaker died, that pushed him over the edge. And I'm assuming that from the 70s until the present day, he hasn't killed anyone. But they awakened that beast, and he did what he had to do. What any one of us would have done had they had, had somebody came in out of nowhere and taking your parent away from you. And I'm not saying that's his mom or anything. But you know the, 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 the main goal is there. Now Dante and Melody. And the rest of their group. Are very hypocritical. They go into this woman's orphanage. 
They basically talk trash to her and they treat her like garbage. And then when she dies, now all of a sudden everybody has a heart that makes you hate them even more. That makes you want them to die. Like I said, I sound like some sort of serial killer here, but that's exactly the truth. One thing about this movie that I'm going to go out on this limb, and it's not even that far-fetched of a thought, is I hated the fact that they gave Sally, the only survivor from the first movie, they gave her the Laurie Strode treatment. Now, if you've seen the last couple Halloween movies, Laurie Strode has been waiting patiently for Michael Myers to show up so that she can have her revenge. And they did the same thing with Sally. I just could not stand it. The original actress sadly passed away a few years back, so they had to get somebody to fill in. And this new actress, I couldn't get over the fact like I tried. They tried to take her really seriously and I tried to say, OK, cool. But Jesus Christ, I couldn't get over the fact that she looked like the, the, the Doc Brown from the Wild West and Back to the Future 3. Every time she put on that damn cowboy hat and her stringy white hair, I thought, oh, wow, that's Emmett L. Brown. That, that makes no sense to me. I, I was waiting for for Mad Dog Tannen to show up and, and talk trash to him about the money that he owes him. Anyways, I couldn't get that out of my mind. And her story, like her intro and her exit from this movie made no sense. Like it was not even needed. Like if they had not added her to it, it wouldn't have made a difference. So, you know, she shows up. She's now a sheriff. She shows up when they find out that Leatherface had slaughtered everybody in the bus after trying to cancel him, which was a, an amazing scene, by the way. And she tries to get her revenge. But the problem is, is Leatherface doesn't even remember her at all. The look on her face. Now, that's the only part that I will say that that I'll give them credit for. But the look on her face, you can tell that she immediately thought, Wow, I've wasted decades of my life. And this dude doesn't even remember me. Now that has got to suck. But that does raise a question in my mind. Is this the same Leatherface that Sally encountered in the first movie? That's the theory I'm about to get to. Now you may be starting to think, oh God, this guy's about to spew out a whole one of these ridiculous internet theories. And I might. And I also might be looking into something way too much. Maybe there was an error on the filmmaker's account and my mind conjured up a whole brand new story. But when Sally first met Leatherface, he was an adult. Maybe late 20s, early 30s. The dude had gray hair. And then somehow in this movie, they made it a point to zoom in on all the orphanage pictures that say 1975 and somehow he de-aged and became a preteen. So are these the same people? Are these the exact same guys? No, I highly doubt that. Now, like I said, I, I could be making up something out of nothing, but the fact that he doesn't remember her and there may be a, there may be an actual better you know, reply than this, or a, maybe a better answer for the fact that he probably has some mental issues and he doesn't remember everybody he kills. Yeah, whatever. But I still think, and I'm going to hold on to my theory that this isn't the same man. But I challenge everyone who's seen it and everyone who has not seen it to go into this movie a little open-minded and look at the little hints that I'm talking about 
And maybe you may come to the same conclusion that I did. Or like I said, maybe I'm just full of crap. Maybe I'm full of it. Maybe I just created something out of nothing and I sound like every other person who has some sort of weird theory about a movie. You never know. One thing that I will say is it's okay to have a difference of opinions. When this movie came out, everybody was split right down the middle, as I said earlier. And I just saw a whole bunch of crying on both sides. One side wanted to be right. The other one side wanted to be right. It made no sense. There was really no gray area for this movie. You either loved it or you hated it. But to be so dramatic in your YouTube videos, the, the thumbnails where I, I saw a thumbnail of a girl who had the most annoyed face on her on her and in the little caption said, oh, another one. She had the same exact face that my wife does when I piss her off and she just doesn't want to hear me anymore. It's like, do you have to be that dramatic? You know, grown men are doing the exact same thing. I get it. You don't like it. But have more of an intelligent conversation other than saying, I didn't like it because ah, the original was better. We all know that. But let's think about the sequels that followed after the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Part two was fun. Dennis Hopper was great. The ending was a little weird. And then you get part three, which had the greatest trailer of, of all the franchise. If you, all would, if you wanted to see an over-the-top ridiculous trailer that looked like the movie was going to kick ass, then Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 is the one you should be looking at. Or go to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the, the next generation. That monstrosity right there. Nobody likes that movie. I will say this. I did like the 2003 uh Texas Chainsaw with the, the the remake that was actually a really good remake with Jessica Biel. And then the one that followed after that, the beginning. So those two movies I thought were really great entries and a really uh, like good starting point for the next generation. Then that died out. And then we got Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D, which none of the math or ages lined up. Then you got Leatherface, which made no sense at all. But in today's day and age where everything is popular, if you just erase the whole franchise and jump right after the first one, this movie's a good entry. It makes some sense. But I'm not going into this thinking, oh, my God, you know, this is going to suck because, oh, this wasn't made in 1976 right after the original. No, I, I, that doesn't matter anymore. People like this didn't erase anything. I hate when, when everybody goes online and complains and says, oh, well, geez, there goes my childhood. Really, the studio went and erased the movie or the franchise or the cartoon series or the TV show that you liked to, to where you can't watch it anymore and you can only watch this new version? No, they did not do that. You can always reference back to the original ones or you can do the smart thing and not watch it. You don't have to watch anything that you don't like. You're forcing yourself to watch it so you can go online, complain about it, so that everybody can put likes on it and you can feel validated. Yeah, I went ahead and I said that. I'm doing the exact same thing right now. I'm complaining about the complainers. But a lot of the hate that this movie gets is not warranted. It really isn't. Give me better excuses. Oh, well, this movie needed a better story. Really? Really? This movie needed a better story. The original one, oh, it was a, a few kids passing through town and they met a deranged family. Wow, that's a that's award-winning material. 
Now, I'm not bashing it, but come on, let's be real here. And I did say that we shouldn't compare the original to the new one, but if that's where you're going to go, that's where, that's where we're going to be. I saw a, uh, a spokesperson for Nightmare Toys. She knows who she is, and I don't know her personally, but this whole episode was because of her post. I got immediately upset and annoyed at the fact that she posted up, I hate this movie, kill scenes and gore, which are basically the same thing, so she's an idiot. But she put kill scenes and gore do not make a good movie. And then her next picture in her story was her wearing an uneffing street trash t-shirt, which was a movie full of kill scenes and gore. You are an idiot. Jesus, like, like I said, when I saw that, I wasn't going to do a Texas Chainsaw Massacre review. I really didn't want to because I felt like this was already going to be overplayed and played out by the time that I did one. But this, her, that one post and that picture really set me off. And I'm like, okay, I need to say something about this. I have a platform. Everybody, everyone's got a platform now. And I feel like I'm doing everything everybody else is doing as well, too. But I'm trying to offer a different view. Because everything I've seen has been nothing but negative, And this movie is nothing but fun. It's fun. It's a good popcorn movie. It, it, it's, it does its job. It keeps you entertained. It's very quick. It's full of adrenaline. And it's, it's brutal. It's fun. Like, wh I don't know how many... What other word can I describe this movie other than fun? Don't go into it thinking that you're going to watch an award-winning written masterpiece no that's not going to work that's not going to happen because when you go into it with that type of expectation you're going to be disappointed this movie didn't disappoint me that's why i watched it twice i needed to see if maybe i'm liking this out of the hatred for everyone who's crying about it or maybe i actually did enjoy this movie the world may never know and if you have a different opinion please let me know or if you agree with me, or if you see something that I didn't see that that maybe the theory that I brought up wasn't correct because there really was a end credit scene where he's walking back to the house. But I'm still going to hold my theory true. So if you think I'm completely wrong and I'm full of crap, let me know. Let's talk about this. Let's come to a conclusion together. Good grief. I sound like a freaking loser. But you know what? Saying good grief makes me sound like that even more. So before I make an ass out of myself, please go out and watch this movie. Turn off your brain. Take the nostalgia goggles off and just relax and have fun. If that makes any sense. Because they could easily just not do anything with this character. And then somehow people are going to cry and say, oh, man, they're, you know, Leatherface. I, I cannot believe that they, that they let the franchise die. Kind of like when Toys R Us went out of business. Nobody bought crap from Toys R Us. Everybody kept complaining that it's not the same place that, that it was when they were a kid. And then Toys R Us says, oh, hey, we're closing. All of a sudden, you get all these RIP and condolences messages on, on social media. No, no, that's not how this works. Watching things like this could keep a franchise going, could keep everything rolling until you finally get that good diamond in the rough. So go out and support this movie. Check it out. It's not as bad as everyone is saying. Don't forget that when the movie is done, there's an awesome synthwave track and an end credit scene that may change everything up. I'll see you guys next time.